Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. I'm Charlie Clawson, he's Scott Dooley, and we're here to fix football whether you like it or not. And Scott, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up on current events in Australia, but there is the scourge of price gouging going on with rapid tests at the moment in Australia. The Australian government refusing to step in and lower prices for Australians. And I decided that we should look back at the real start of where price gouging began, the real scandal, and that is, of course, football food prices. Well, this was Gillan McLaughlin's great mandate when he came in. Do you remember that was his first thing he was going to fix up was that it Executive shouldn't cost order. you. Yeah, he did. He came in. He came in and he cleaned it up. He he got rid of the profiteering under the Demetrio era and has decided to give football food back to the people. Um, so, I yeah, it, but it is very expensive. Yeah, it's crazy. So I've done a little bit of research, um, uh, and and this is a <laughs> that is that is not in the spirit of this program. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. I mean, you and I were talking off air. That's like, well, you know, the listeners have, have seen to the numbers seem to be growing. Maybe we should actually put a bit of work into this. So <laughs> I did my rudimentary five minutes research before we jumped on Good. the mics. Uh, and so, look, can you? What? Where would you guess is the most expensive stadium for food in Australia? Which football stadium? Uh, Optus? No. Okay. So if it's not, oh, well, if it's not Optus, it'll be the SCG. No, I would have thought that too. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, it's not, um, it's not Docklands, is it? No. In fact, the MCG and Marvel recently in the last few years have lowered their prices. They have done what the Australian government refuses to do and they have <laughs> subsidised the food companies to lower the prices for the ordinary working Australian. They're on the side. Can you believe it? The MCG is on the side of the ordinary footy fan. Well, but you know if you go to the Blazer Bar, Novak Djokovic pulls beers there. So it's a push <laughs> at best. <laughs> the most expensive stadium is Adelaide Oval. Oh, is, is it like dramatic? Here's what I'll go. The, the standard meat pie across Australia. So at the MCG and Marvel, bargain basement, $4.10 for a meat pie. At Optus right. Stadium, you're paying a bit more, five twenty. Sorry, Marvel's $5 a pie. So they're, they're a bit more than the MCG. Then it's Optus, it's five twenty. At Adelaide Oval, you're paying $5.80 for a meat pie. Five eighty. Is it a different brand? They, they've got Villies there. As opposed oh, right. to four and twenty. Oh, is that what you're thinking? Is it one of that weird Adelaide things, like with their farmers' union milk? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to yeah. do four and yeah. twenty. Is oh, look, I'm not a, I'm not a meat pie connoisseur. Is Villiers the standard that much higher than your standard it, it, four and twenty? I've got to say, it's pretty good. Like the beef rendang pie is a <laughs> ripper. <unreal. laughs> it's really good. Well, la dee da. Look at you with your bloody <laughs> yeah. football taste. The most uh, surprising thing for me though was. Beer at the Adelaide Oval. So a schooner, well, 450 mil, which is a New South Wales schooner of mm. beer, is $9.50 at Adelaide Oval. Mid-strength beer. So you're paying almost $10 for an unsatisfying headache. Wow. <laughs> That's really expensive. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know um, 
the, I can't remember the last time I've really kind of taken note of football food prices. In my head, it's like you just accept it. It's like when you go to a music festival or anything where, yeah. you know, there's limited access to, to food. You're going you're gonna to get – like it's when you go to – remember when you go to a nightclub back in the day where you'd use an ATM? And the ATM fee would be like $10. And you're like, yeah, how yeah. is this yeah. legal? <laughs> I'm just getting mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, what's your standard? Maybe we'll start a, a bit more basically. What is your standard go-to at the football? What do you eat? Do you eat at the football? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Traditionally, I'll go out. So, yeah, I will eat. But I'll, I'll generally, if it's a big game like an Anzac Day or a final or something, we will go out for lunch have a long lunch and then go to the footy. And so my eating is generally like a pie around three quarter time. Yeah. I generally will eat a pie just out of tradition and respect. Respect for the Anzacs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Our I mean, boys that's what they didn't for, die right? face down in the mud <laughs> so that we wouldn't have a meat pie at the footy. <laughs> Because, yeah, well, it's like, you know, I mean, uh, as you get older, Scott, you know, you you realize that, you know, maybe when you're a young man, you go to the football, you like to have a few beers, you have a meat pie, and then you become more mature and your tastes get more sophisticated. But I sort of still feel like I want to hold on to that part of my youth, that nostalgia of getting a meat pie. But I remember back in the days of going to Moorabbin, that the best thing to do with my mates was we would do a trip past Coles. And we take a backpack past Coles and you get like a pack of mint slices, a bag of Doritos, a 1.25 of Coke and stick that in the backpack. And that was the easiest way. Now, when I did my research about all these stadiums. Wait, some what of- is your childhood? It's like, it's like a scene from Puberty Blues. Like you're getting mint slices to go to the footy at Moravin. What is this? What, did you never do that? Was that never, did you never have the suburban ground experience? I did, but I, I was scarred from my suburban ground experience because the jam donut was so hot, it burnt yeah. my lip. And now when I get sunburnt today, kind of 35 years later, I get blisters from that jam donut at, um, I think it was at Mentone. Well, I, here's the thing. I, uh, I love the new grounds that the AFL have built. Um, I haven't been to Optus yet, but I've been to mm. um, Carrara since uh, the Suns have taken that over and I've been to Giant Stadium and they're both fantastic boutique stadiums like perfectly designed for that size crowd they're easy to get into pretty good atmosphere definitely great atmosphere at GWS the atmosphere needs some work up at Carrara but (laughs) here's the one thing that they don't have which is an absolute crime no hot jam donut van you cannot at GWS you cannot find a donut to save yourself I looped that entire stadium twice I think there was one of those fancy ass cafes where it wasn't like, it was like a cronut or something. Oh, and that no, you missed me, me with that, Zumbo or whatever your bloody name <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. So, wait, wait, can I just go? Are you back offering to- me a macaroon? Get out of here. <laughs> what did the people you were with do when you were on your own journey walking the ground? That's like a quarter of the game is spent I think for it you. Was, I th- I think I was with, I went with, I think it was Will and Hamo. It was when uh, the Bulldogs played the Giants a couple of years ago in the, I think it was an elimination final. And I, I didn't have a dog in the fight. And the, uh, and oh, I think the, the big dogs, final, yeah, the prelim not, not, to get no, no, into not, the grand final. Not the legendary 2016 oh. one. No, this is like 2019, I believe it was, where the dogs oh, lost quite. Oh, I know where quite, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dogs lost quite yeah. convincingly. And so I remember it not being, 
you know, too big a deal that I, I went for a, went for a walk. And also, you know, everyone who knows me knows that I love a donut. And so I think it started off as I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect that I was going to be gone for that long because right. in my naivete, <laughs> I assumed <laughs> there would be a hot jam van just like out the exit, like any normal football stadium would have. But I think yeah. that is the problem with the expansion uh, philosophy is they don't understand. It's like, it's like you detecting a glitch in the matrix. You're like, this feels like reality. Like, this feels like I'm at the football. Right. Yeah, okay. They seem to have everything here. There's a cheer squad here. There's people drinking beer. This makes sense. But then there's just that one little 1% that makes you go, oh, no, this is a simulation. The computers, they haven't, they haven't worked out that we need hot jam donuts. And not only that, like you say, when you buy the hot jam donut, one has got to scold the shit out of your mouth. Yeah, 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 like dangerously. And then the other one has to have just such a little amount of jam that you kind of want to go back to the Better Business Bureau for false advertising. Like this is, there's yeah. no jam. There's like jam essence here. And what, so as someone who would have gone to a lot of games at the SCG, on uh, the regular mm -hmm. Two Guys, One Cup, Will and I often rail against the SCG's catering practices because they offer things like sushi and rice paper <laughs> yeah. rolls and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And again, I feel like it's against the spirit of what Aussie rules is all about. How do you feel about that? I'm with you on that. And and that's why I was disgusted to see Justin Hems get the um, concession yeah. for the SCG where they're having like, you know, they're doing weird stuff like Vegemite trout and just weird, like it's like a MasterChef episode instead of, and, and everything costs you an arm and a leg. Yeah. Yeah, well, getting back to the prices, the costing the oh, yeah. arm and a leg. So I did a little bit of math, right? So let's just say I'm going to go with what I would, you know, maybe consume in a game of football. So let's say just a pie, a chips, and a beer. And let's take the highest example of each. So right. I'm getting my pie uh, from Adelaide Oval. That's costing me five eighty. I'm getting my beer from Adelaide. That's costing me $9.50 for, reminder, a mid-strength beer. Mid-strength beer. I remember once I was at a pub in Sydney and they charged me $9 for a schooner and I almost accused the barman of, of pulling a prank. I thought there was a hidden camera. Like, how <laughs> Do you think it? you were being X'd? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what is it? Is this like surprise, surprise or one of those other <laughs> candid camera knockoff shows? There you go. A little surprise, surprise reference for those of you like obscure <laughs> hidden camera shows from 2004. <laughs> Who hosted that? Wasn't it one of the getaway gang? Oh, uh, wasn't it Jay Gaia? I don't know. <laughs> it was something like that. Oh, what? So they obviously had signed him thinking Water Rats was going to go longer. Listen, we've yeah, got Jay. I better look. look, look we've got Jay. Look. A little, this is a little tangent about camera, about surprise, surprise. I know we do a football podcast, but yeah. they did an episode. This is footy related because it was about Molly Meldrum and he's a big Saints fan. So there is a link. They did a, a trick on Molly Meldrum where um, uh, uh, um, Michael Gudinski picked him up from the airport and took him for lunch at this cafe. And so when they got to this cafe, um, they had like this upstairs room near the toilets. They had a, a, a wedding reception going there who were all actors. And so when Molly walked past the room, um, it was like this wedding reception. And then Lady had to go to the, the bathroom and they completely redressed the room. So when he walked in, he like he, he was in completely, it looked like he was in a completely different restaurant. And you could see Molly coming back down the stairs and he was obviously like rattled and he's sitting with Gadinsky, who's obviously in on the joke. 
And he's trying to say to Kudinski, like, I don't know what I took in London before I got on the plane, but I think it's still working. <laughs> it was like, ah, wow, that's an uh, unexpected way to get a celebrity to confess to drug use. Hey, wasn't there one where they had um, Katrina Roundtree was in on the act with one of her colleagues from Getaway. I can't remember. He was like the crazy one who was like on the four wheel drives and like jet skiing and stuff. And she, the, the, Dermot the ruse, let's say, let's, let's, let's say, say it was Dermot. Dermot. No, I don't think it wasn't Dermot. Dermot. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Dermot. Brown. I'm not, I'm, because what this guy then does, she goes, uh, she excuses herself and goes out to the, the van to watch the prank kind of take place. Yeah. And there was another person who was in another stooge was in on it. And this guy just starts opening up on how, like, how much he hates Katrina. <laughs> and she, she's, she's out the back listening to it all. And apparently they're in this, like, control room kind of mobile control room. No one knows where to look. And then she's got to go back out and be like, hey, we, we got you. The, the waiter does speak English or whatever the prank turned out to be. Wow. And that went to air. I, I think, well, because those things, they just... They kind of put them to air no matter what. Like they're they're, right. they're not like, hey, we're going to film forty of these and pick out the best two. They just go, you know, because there's not that many celebrity. Because there's got to be a celebrity element to it. You can't. Yeah. We you run can't out just go, after one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be like, I didn't work with Matt O'Kine. Let's get this guy. Like you've got to. No matter what Matt O'Kine reacts with, you got to put it to air. <laughs> Back to price gouging at the football. <laughs> Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. So let's say uh, you you have a similar diet to me. So you go to the footy, you have a pie, chips, and beer. So that's a pie for five eighty, chips for six ninety, and a beer for nine fifty. So that's mm. twenty two twenty. Let's say you go mm. to every home game. So that's eleven home games for the year. Yep. That's costing yep. you two hundred forty four dollars and twenty cents per year. Now that's that's a big chunk of change, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot of money because because who goes to the footy by themselves? So if you go with kids and stuff like that, you you know five or six hundred bucks a year. Well, that's the other thing too. So in my research, when they were listing the most expensive um, stadiums, they were saying that if you went to Adelaide Oval or the second most expensive, I think was Optus, uh, and you got like a, a pie, a chicken burger, chips, a violet crumble, a soda water, and I'm like, hang on. <laughs> Is this family like? Who like? Have you ever seen anyone eat a violet crumble at the football? <laughs> like, who goes to the footy for dessert? This sounds like the kind of family that's filmed from behind, neck down, in an in an uh, current affair, <laughs> exposed on affair. obesity. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So two hundred and forty-four dollars twenty a year. I'm going to um, list some things that you can get at Aldi. I want you, I want you, if you save that $240, 20 a year, I want you to tell me, can you afford these random items from Aldi? Okay. Yeah. Uh, three sets of solar LED penguin family lights. So that's LED lights in the shapes of a penguin. It's a, a mother, father <laughs> and baby shaped penguin. Do you think that is more expensive or less expensive than a year's worth of food at the footy? Man, when you were describing that, I was like, please be the brand name. Please be the brand name. <laughs> no, they're shaped like penguins. <laughs> um, uh, I, 
I think the penguin lights would be more more than two forty. For less expensive. You can get three sets. So that's three families. That's three sets of parents and three sets of kids. You can have LED penguin lights all over your house for less than what it costs you to eat at the football. How big okay. are the lights? I don't know. <laughs> penguin sized. <laughs> I was just looking they're at the life size. online. <laughs> yeah. I think they're life size. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> cool. life size accurate. Okay. All right. <clears throat> What is more expensive, a year's worth of football at the footy or a rolling party cooler, which is essentially an esky on legs with wheels? Oh, the, uh, the, the footy's more expensive, surely. Correct. Tick, big, yeah. big tick to you. One, all right, so you won a, one win, one loss for you. This is good. Okay. Yeah. What is more expensive, a year's worth of food at the football or, mm. from Aldi, a children's wicker bed head with no mattress attached? <laughs> which is available at Audi right now. It's a hot deal. Uh, it's wicker. Yeah, it's and wicker. it's for children. No, that's got to be less than two. I'm not spending more than two hundred forty-four dollars on on a, on ding, a ding, mattress. Ding. Free. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're two v one. Okay, good. What is more expensive? A year's worth of food at the football, or the complete set of Limini Snicket box uh, books now available at Audi. Hot deal price going now. And we are not sponsored by Audi, I should point out. That's a hot deal price, though. So I'm saying yeah. that's probably... No, you know what? There's a lot of those Limini Snick. I'm going to say more than 240 No. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm going to go with more. More. Wrong. No. It's much cheaper. In fact, it's only $80 right now at Audi. <laughs> Again, if they want to sponsor the footy fixes, they can. Yeah, they should. My mum would be on into that because she's forever going up to Aldi and showing me like, hey, I got a printer, you know. Yeah. Like, mum, you don't have a computer. What do you, why do you need this product? She's like, it was, it was $15. Well, the last item I found at Aldi, and this one is going to, this is a close one. It was, it was, it was a line ball decision. So what is cheapest, Scott? A year's worth of food at the football or a mm. Bellani wicker egg chair? <laughs> you know, those... Chairs, oh, yeah, hang. yeah, that hang. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they've got a lot of wicker there. Don't they? <laughs> How are you meant to get that wicker egg chair into your shopping trolley? That's what I don't understand about Audi. Like you're going in there for groceries. I understand it's an opportunist chance to get some other items, but who is yeah. fitting an a wicker egg chair into their shopping trolley? One thing you would say is that Audi has been the big winner of copper art kind of going under. <laughs> They've really yeah, filled totally. that, that hole. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to say it is, I'm going to say it's less, but only slightly less. Well, the chair is less than the footy? The chair is slightly less than the footy. The chair is $15 more expensive than a year's worth of food at the football. But my point being, Scott, mm. if you didn't buy food from the football or you prepared your own, you could buy all these items at Aldi. Again, yeah. not sponsors of the footy fixes. Not sponsors, but for the savvy consumer, that is a I mean, there's some bargains there that you should be you should be listening to this podcast on the way to Aldi, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so what is the just to, sorry, just before we go further, is there a solution to this problem by prices are probably not gonna change. Right. Yet so what we want to do is we want to kind of give it that kind of Aldi polish. We want to turn yeah. the, 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 the wicker bed into something people want. And, <laughs> and what, what if, 
Well, maybe we could lower prices if there's a marketing component to it. So what I'm, what I'm just just hearing that kind okay. of spitballing ma- makes just spitballing is what if the the each ground has a, a special menu item that oh, is like cooked by a player, and maybe at halftime oh. there's like a cooking demonstration yeah. where we're like. Here's I don't know Jaden Stevenson's soup, and then we have Jaden. G'day guys, I'm Jaden, and I'm doing the soup today. I'm doing my famous soup, and he shows you how to cook the soup. And don't forget, you can have a soup cart or whatever around the ground, and then that way it could be seen as a marketing kind of exercise, so yeah. that there's less pressure on it to become profitable. So yeah, you, I you love cut, that. Yeah, and, and play and play off like the notoriety of the place. So I like uh, this week's special is fried chicken cooked by Ricky Chicken Nixon. You know, oh, or that's a lovely idea. Yeah, the next game you're outsourcing to Mars Stadium, deep fried Mars bars. You know, so you have some. Yeah, kind but of but it's got to but it's got to be like Marcus Bontempelli's deep fried Mars bar. My yeah, my nonna yeah. taught oh, me so this. It's always got to be player the- player related. Oh, how about oh, I this? Just think to Marcus Bontem Marcus Bontem jelly. So everyone gets like a free bowl of jelly. That's uh, right. You know, because as we know, at the football, everyone wants dessert. Everyone <laughs> feels like a frog in the pond at three quarter time. <laughs> That's what we're all after. Yeah, I like that. And you could do like classic Scott Pendleberries. Who wants a bag of Scott Pendleberries? <laughs> oh, so they've so. Okay, so they're all so maybe you'd actually start picking play. Oh, you know Bailey Smith's crisps, like you, yeah, you know, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Dodoro's Doritos <laughs> doesn't quite work, but you know what I'm getting at. But they, but you know, if you can trade them for something way better, that's the thing yeah. about those chips. <laughs> yeah. You just hold out. Just hold out. And you get just it hold out to the last minute. If you can get before yeah, get the final the, siren, you can get yeah, pick really them up good in the preseason. Deal. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, let's get to let's get to the listeners and see what they have to say. So there's a lot of people um, have come in with recommendations of how they work around the high prices at the footy. Uh, this, this I know, now we have never I haven't decided yet. Do I say the at handle or the name that they've put on Twitter? You know how it's like two? They consider mm. they mm. Scott Dooley, but it's like at Scott underscore. Do I which which name do I take? Well, I I it depends on how insane the suggestion is. Because if I, okay, let's if, pick the more if it's insane absolutely one. Bonkers. Then I think we use yeah. government names. <laughs> we just okay. we put them on blast. Okay, discount Dracula says still one of the. <laughs> Still one of the guide dog fundraising statues from Coles. Fill it mm. full of full strength beer cans, put on sunglasses, and wheel it in as your assistant dog. So he's saying, pretend to be blind to sneak your beer yeah. into the football. Well, listen, it's stealing and it's ableist. And I think that's very, very that's what you should be yeah. looking for. Ticks two boxes. Yeah. Um, Morgan Roberts, his uh, suggestion is you preload on pies, chicken and fish and questionable protein before you get to the game. So that's kind of similar to what you were saying about Anzac Day. You go to the pub and you load up before you yeah, get to the yeah. football. So yeah, hunger is yeah. not an issue. Mm. Um, Mork says, I usually smuggle some whiskey in a, t- in a hundred mil glass sample bottle and just have it in my jacket pocket. Works a treat on freezing cold nights. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I love I love that Mork has the attitude of kind of like a turn of the century Irish poet. You know, just like hundred mil of whiskey in the jacket pocket. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna he's that Mork is definitely considered catching the Loch Ness monster at one stage of his life. Like he's got that kind of energy about him. William Watson says the MCG to build a make your own pie station. Now, I don't know if what? this is like a leg, a legitimate thing but this could be possible because the mcg as we've said earlier are mm. kind of breaking new ground and lowering food prices but i don't know how you would make your own pie because would that involve baking like i've been to cafes and stuff where it's like make your own donut and you know you can ice it and put sprinkles on it and stuff but i imagine a pie is a lot more involved unless they have like one of those super ovens that can then bake it in like you know less than a minute so here's the thing about the super oven. It definitely doesn't exist. So that, they don't have one of them because it doesn't exist. There's no such right. thing as a super oven that can kick thing, cook things incredibly quickly. So sadly, we just don't have that technology. That is a, that is a bad idea for just so many reasons. Yeah, the health, there's a lot of OHS issues. There's so many OHS. And the fact that it would take at least an hour for each person to get there. <laughs> get their pie. And it would invariably taste like shit because you cooked it. You know nothing about this process. Uh, why don't we go one step further? Like, not only do you have to make your own pie, but you have to slaughter the animal that goes into your pie. So we now have we're a talking. set up. Yeah, yeah out, so maybe as you come in because they don't use the car park at the MCG anymore for cars. That is a perfect yeah. place for a fully functioning abattoir. Yeah. And, what about, I and, mean, we've got the gabattoir. Why don't we put an abattoir at the gabattoir? I mean, might as well. Oh, that's interesting. And maybe does Australia Zoo supply... <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile meat, yeah. There you go. So you can slaughter... I, now this is this is now this is an interesting now this is a very interesting idea to me because the amount of times you talk to people at the footy and their number one complaint is they haven't been able to slaughter an animal. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's you high. know, if it's I had a really high. If, if I, I had, had a dollar, a dollar. <laughs> and I had a dollar over two hundred and forty-four days, I'd be able to afford food at the football. <laughs> Uh, Sean Johns says every fan needs to bring a plate to share. The dish is allocated based on the seat number. Even numbers bring a protein dish. Odd seat numbers bring a salad. Well, I don't know about mm. you, Dules, but that sounds like bloody socialism to me. That's absolute football socialism, and that only works if it, if it is uh, adjusting the outcome of games, not how we watch them. Uh, Jeremy suggested, this is not directly related, but have a look at this account at Footy Scran doing some great work. So I did check out Footy Scran. It's English. It's mainly to do with soccer, but it's people posting some of the worst foot food that's oh. been offered in football, like half-cooked like sausage rolls and, and yeah. pasties and coleslaw and that kind of stuff. It's pretty gross. Check it out. Uh, Dave Dave Never Davo says, I answer this question by preloading food at beer at my buddy's place three blocks from the Gabba. I still buy, I'll still buy shitty Forex gold but pine sauce, who can afford the sauce? Okay, so what Dave, wow. Dave, never Davo is suggesting is you find a mate who lives near the stadium and you preload his fridge with all the stuff you'd normally eat at the football. Mm. So, in essence, steal. No. Why is he stealing? He's just put. He's buying. Well, if he's just going. He, oh, he's. Oh, no, I he's thought he was going over to his mate's place and being like, "Hey, Charlie, you got anything in the fridge?" I and mean, then how he walks far out. does Dave, Dave, never Dave live from the stadium? Because if it was a case of, say, you lived 
you know, uh, three blocks from the Gabba, but I lived half an hour away. I think I could eat at my place and travel the half an hour to get to the football. I don't, it's not like I need it to be within five minutes of entering the stadium. You know what I mean? So I can see the lights. I'm just not going to be able to digest this. (laughs) Uh, April Andrews uh, says she went to a game at the G a few years back. I stopped at Pran Market to buy cheese, olives, and salami. I broke out the nibbles at halftime and got abused by Richmond supporters behind us for having, in quotes, wog food. Now, look, <laughs> racism aside, <laughs> are cheese, olives, and salami that out of place? Like, I don't think I've ever been to, like, a dinner party or any kind of gathering where the nibbles haven't consisted mostly of cheese, olives, and salami. Can I just congratulate April on winning the premiership? Because she clearly barracks for Melbourne <laughs> with that spread of the footy. <laughs> uh, that's, I, so what is the ruling on taking food in and where does it some, stop? Some, some stadiums permit it and some stadiums do not. Uh, if you're going to Marvel, for instance, or uh, I think it's Giant Stadium as well, if, you have, if you're bringing in prepackaged food from like a licensed retailer, so like another restaurant, that's fine, but you can't bring in stuff wrapped in Glad Wrap. I think it's to prevent people like, you know, bringing in their own alcohol and stuff like that. Could you take a wicker egg chair in? <laughs> well, if the Audi's is next to the, the stadium, I think you should. I mean, yeah. you should just take it in just to prove a point. Just slam it down in front of the nearest, like, catering uh, stall and just say, this is what I was able to buy by not getting yeah. your overpriced pies and beer for a year. Because that could be another fun kind of thing is is if there's sections with no seats, but you bring your own. So you can have people yeah. like on Lilo's oh, and like... Mate, Adelaide Oval, which as we've established, has the most expensive beer and pies in Australia. Mm. They have the hill. Perfect place. Oh, of course. Your wicker chair, your wicker egg chair. Your wicker egg chair. <laughs> You could wheel. You could also, I mean, if you if you saved up for two years, you could also get your rolling party cooler, which is, as I've established, is like an esky on legs with wheels. And then the next year, get your wicker egg chair and then you're set. Yeah, because the little ones get tired at those night games. You could have a wicker bed next to them as well. No, Matt, you'd <laughs> well, have no, to bring your own mattress. No, no, no. It's, I, I should say it's not a wicker bed. It's a wicker bed head. You'd still need to buy the mattress and the actual <laughs> oh, right. bed. So it's, it's purely decorative. How <laughs> did I think that was going to be more than 250 bucks? <laughs> Impala Laguda says, I take two-minute noodles cooked in the hot tears of Collingwood supporters. Ah, oh, zing, you got you, dude. Got me there. Got me there, a beauty. But that doesn't feel like a sustainable solution. <laughs> uh, rival sports podcast, Where Do We Begin, says what? seven wooden spoons since their last premiership, Melbourne will finally unveil their coveted wooden board at the round one grand final rematch. Look out for the MCC members taking full advantage of the BYO Camembert arrangement. That's pretty funny. <laughs> How do you feel about other podcasts making jokes on our show? <laughs> Well, someone has to. So if we, if we need to outsource it, let go. Uh, St. Julio says, uh, I hunt and eat MCG seagulls at no cost. No cost. Has anyone ever eaten a seagull? Like as in oh, cooked sure it? Like quite has. Oh, I don't know about that. But if we do uh, get the go-ahead to put our abattoir at the MCG, then I think this is like a win-win. Well, we could seagull, get that eagle. Seagull pies. That- you know, they've got that eagle that goes around. Maybe that could be. That's, could what, catch that's what Victorian teams should do to intimidate 
the West Coast Eagles is catch and barbecue, catch behead and barbecue an eagle in the middle of the MCG before a game and then serve it up. Could that be a Cruel? thing? Unnecessary? Sure. But does it give oh, you the listen. psychological advantage? Yes. Tell me one idea this podcast has had that hasn't come under the fire from the RSPCA. I can't think of a <laughs> single one. So I'm not going to start worrying about those those people right now. That would be – could you do it for every mascot? Could you kill – I suppose uh, you've got to find a demon. That would be tough. Yeah, summon a demon uh, in the middle of a pentagram. And a saint is also hard because that's also you know, exists in the oh, afterlife. No, you could – well, no, you could just exhume oh, no, you someone could, like can, Mary McKillop. You could take someone – yeah, exactly. Find someone like, you know, a Father Bob who, you know, may be canonized after his death. Good and you, we just say, yeah, you're gonna, you're, you, we're going to canonize you early. And guess what? We're going to also execute you because we be need to thing. intimidate the, the away team. <laughs> the JLTC, we take the JLT season pretty seriously around here. So we're going to have to kill you, Bob. <laughs> uh, Signia Toppin says, I like to pull up on a bike in full Lyca with a camelback full of whiskey. No one wants to talk to a cyclist, so no questions asked. You get in, you set up your own stall to undercut the stadium. You make a killing, and by the end of the night, you might be able to afford a small chips and a drink combo. I love it. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm starting to think many of the footy fixers listeners are alcoholics, though. There's a lot of, let's smuggle in like five gallons of whiskey. (laughs) There's a lot of that work. Uh, Jim Jam says, I like to get a thermo and boil some water. I'll buy a packet of hot dog rolls and hot dogs. I cut and butter and prepare the rolls however you want. You boil the jug, fill the thermo, and chuck in the sausages as you leave. Pre-prepare your rolls with butter, etc., and take some sauce. At halftime, whip out those bad boys, win. Uh, Jim Jam, not enough alcohol in that suggestion for my liking. <laughs> yeah, unless they're being marinated in whiskey. Unless you're boiling whiskey, take a walk, pal. <laughs> Some great suggestions there from the Footy Fixers listeners. Thank you so much uh, for sticking with us and uh, for for uh, coming in with your stories of, well, you know, barely disguised alcoholism. <laughs> we appreciate it. Get some help. Maybe we'll put a, uh, maybe we'll put a number we in, the, in the episode description. Phone <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but we have fixed another issue, and that is high prices at the football. We'll be back again next week. But for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley, and that is fixed.